And a welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Uh, here we hear news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories, and uh, you know the drill. I am Fred. Uh, happy to welcome you to episode two of Chatterfest. Uh, all the month of November, we are featuring the Chatterbox Audio Theater. They are down and based in Memphis, Tennessee, a place that I think it might be a little bit warmer than it here is here in chilly Portland, Maine. Um, but anyways, they've done a, a lot of great stuff, um, 20 plus stories now, um, an amazing uh, publishing schedule as well as a high quality of work uh, going from stuff that's fantastic and classic and um, original and bold and, and goes in all kinds of different directions. And I'm especially pleased um, with the piece I'm able to share with you. The Dead Girl uh, won the Silver Ogle Award in 07. Uh, and for good reason. This is a really, really powerful um, piece. It, it sort of uh, has some very familiar um, overtones with the you know the, the the down and out preacher whose whose faith is challenged, but it also goes in a lot of uh, unique ways. Um, I'm I'm beginning to think of it as sort of the exorcist meets a uh, wormwood, <laughs> and uh, uh, I think that's pretty fair. Um, though it's it's only a three parter, it's not an ongoing series, but um, yeah, having a lot of fun playing this for you. Um, so let's catch up. And in case we did miss the first episode, which is indeed on RadioDramaRevival.com. Uh, last time we were introduced to Father Hugh Brooks, a uh, tortured priest who uh, has had some experiences, some, some supernatural uh, f- experiences down in Guatemala, or at least that's what uh, the book says, the book that has made him quite famous as well as a quite conflicted. And, and in this episode, we uh, revealed what actually happened in Guatemala as well as seeing him um, and the strange events that are happening in Bloody Springs, Louisiana, begin to challenge his face and make him uh, think about things in different ways. Um, he has been uh, kicked out of his former parish, sent to Bloody Springs, Louisiana, to get to the bottom of the mystery, which is uh, begins with a dead girl, a dead girl who comes back, however. Um, so we will learn more about this dead girl and learn more about the tortured man who is Father Hugh in Episode 2 of The Dead Girl. Hope you enjoy. Nature, in her indifference makes no distinction between good and evil, and thus prevails. But man will one by one destroy himself in the name of evil and good, and he, along with God, will perish. Chatterbox Audio Theater presents The Dead Girl. Original production, written by Kyle Hatley. Episode 2, The Eyes of God. Arrodiense! Arrodiense! Arrodiense, oh fusil areas, oh amigo! What's he saying? He, he wants us to get on our knees. Why? Just, why? just do it. Son ustedes sacerdotes! Son ustedes sacerdotes! What's he saying? He wants to know if we're priests. Son ustedes? Son ustedes? Yes, yes. Sí, sí. yes, we are, sí. yes. Consigalo mujeria al muchacho. Wait, aquí. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, por favor. Cállate. Bobby, oh. what, is, what is going on? You don't, don't say anything. Oh, God, what are they doing? Por favor, los complacen. Tengan misericordia. Ellos son... Cállate, hijo de puta. Bobby, just, just keep still. Son americanos. Oh, sí, sí. Uno, dos, dos. What are they talking about, Bobby? They're, 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 they're gonna, they're gonna kill one of us or all of us. What? Who? I, I don't know. Just start praying, Father Hugh. Start praying right now. Father Hugh. Oh, God, Jesus, Jesus Christ. We agreed. We're meeting Mrs. Sykes at the hospital. Father Hugh. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay. 
Two days have gone by since I heard the tape of Annabelle Sykes' autopsy. Annabelle's father and Dr. Marigold, along with a private staff of medical technicians from New Orleans, have kept her completely secure and entirely off limits, keeping the townspeople out of it. Father Roche prefers to keep things quiet for the time being. He feels that this town of theirs isn't ready for that kind of attention. Oh, God. What really happened to that little girl? Why are her hands injured as mine are? Nine o'clock in the morning, and I'm already drinking. Got outside the hospital, I find that I'm all alone in a concrete desert as gray as the sky. It's a strange wash all around me. Stone, gray, cold, quiet. Nothing but the wind. Damn, it's cold. Excuse me. You're Father Brooks, right? Oh my god, the Guatemalan thing. With the blind kid, right? Is that really you? It's a piece of him, yeah. Oh my god. Wow. I'm I'm Adrian Krauss. Are you uh from Bloody Spring? Originally, yes, but I've since learned. Can I bum a cigarette? Sure. Here. Learned what? To get the hell out. <sighs> Yeah, well, this town does seem to have a strangeness about it. Oh, no, not the town. Or not really the town, I mean. The people here are lost souls, Father Hugh Brooks, and religion's always been more of a lazy effort, a chore, you know? It didn't always used to be like that. In fact, this place used to be pretty heavy-duty Catholic. But mostly these people, mostly they're just unaffected, indifferent to the world. What can I say? It's a boring place for boring people. Well, it's not exactly boring right now, is it? Oh, I know. This is exciting, isn't it? I mean, this little event here. Well, this changes everything for them. Everything. I've never seen these people so scared, so confused. It's fucking delicious, really. But yes, yes, yes. This girl, little Annabelle, the Christ figure, eh? Risen from the dead and all that hallelujah shit, huh? Very exciting. You, you find all this amusing? Oh, I'm a reporter. Everything is amusing to me. A reporter? Guilty. Special field reports for the Picayune Herald. Well, you're... You're here awful fast. The way I understand it, no one even knows about this event yet. And no one will. Yet. And don't worry, none of this is on record. Yet. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Looks like your hands are healing. What? How long you been in town? Uh... Two days. Why are you here? Is it for Annabelle Sykes? No, no, actually. Oh, come on. Hard to believe it's just a coincidence. Sounds like your kind of thing. Have you applied your infamous logic and reason tactic to the whole affair? It's February, okay? The, the river's got to be freezing. Hypothermia, probably, or something akin to it. The doctors disagree. The doctors have limited vision. And priests don't. Objective ones don't know. Wow. What? You don't believe it was a miracle. Father Hugh Brooks, of all people. My mother was obsessed with that book about you. Oh, what was it called? The Eyes of God. That's it, yes. The Eyes of God. Well, I was just a young man then. No, no, you well, were a hero. Well, the story is a little embellished. Embellished, really? Well, you know how these things are. Sure, sure. You say one thing and it gets, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it gets oh, elaborated hey, on. Yeah. A snowball effect. A snowball effect, sure. Wow. Are you saying it wasn't a miracle? We're still off the record, by the way. 
I thought we never were on the record. So the little blind boy regaining his sight, you're saying it wasn't a miracle? Well, I, I, no, I, I don't... It, it was a long time ago. 1982 wasn't too long ago. Yeah, well, when you're my age, your perception of time will change, believe me. I hope so. That's the nature of perception, isn't it? To alter, to change, to remain malleable. Your words, not mine. So you did read the book? Maybe. Why? Has your position changed, Father Look, Hugh? It hasn't changed. All I'm right, just I... trying to understand. I mean, the book goes into great detail about your compassion for, for miracles. For proof beyond a Look, shadow of a doubt. there's a difference between what's going See, on in this See, I town. heard the kid was never blind to begin with. Comment? Uh, it was nice meeting you, Miss Krause. I'll be around, Father Hugh. If you ever need to talk to someone. Oh, God. My face burns and my eyes roll back in my head. I can feel my body collapse to the cold ground. And everything is white. And then a familiar green. Tenga al muchacho y a la madre al lado de los dos sacerdotes. Allí, allí. Aradíese. Bobby, what are they going to do? Just stay quiet. Oye, muchacho, muchacho. Elige a uno de estos dos sacerdotes. ¿Qué? Oh, my God. What? What? Elige a uno de estos dos sacerdotes. ¿Por qué? No me preguntes. Please, don't do this. No, haga este al muchacho, por favor. ¡Cállate! Elige a qué sacerdote quieres vivir. Elige, muchacho. Elige el que deseas vivir o pegaré un tiro a tu madre. Elige. No, no. Bobby, what's going on? He, he has to make a decision. Um, elígelo. No. What, what, what kind of decision? Elija él. Sí, uh, say un hombre, bien? What, Bobby, what are you, what? No, Bobby. Yes, no, yes. No. Sí, elige. Elige. Bobby, what's going on? What's he no, saying? No, soy solo concha, eh? Un hombre. Elígelo. Bobby, why are you pointing at me? Elígelo, ahora. Elige, muchacho. Fusilaré a tu madre. Jesus Christ, Bobby, what's he saying? You're going to shoot his mother. If they, if what? What? If he doesn't choose which one of us he wants to live. Now choose him, kid. Elige o mataré a tu madre. Ahora. Ahora. Yo. Yo. Él. Good boy. Good boy. Bobby, no. Oh, my God. Buen well, muchacho. Bobby. Bobby. Father Hugh. Bobby. Father Hugh, what are you doing on the ground? Are you all right? I don't know what I'm doing. Where, where is she? The girl, the reporter, she was here. Where is she? There's no one else here. Oh, God. Why don't you go back to the rectory and I'll meet Mr. Sykes? No. I, I, I want to be part of this. Are you sure you're up to it? What? Yes. Yes, I'm sure. Okay. This way. He's in the waiting room. Mr. Sykes? We're here. Mr. Sykes! I, uh, I read this story once about a boy who wanted to join his college diving team. But the coach said he was too inexperienced and that he wouldn't risk the season by letting an amateur on the team. So the, uh, the kid decided that he would start working out, practicing, you know, on, on his own, uh, and get better so he could come back and show that coach a thing or two. And he got to be so obsessed 
with it, with this dream of being on the diving team, that he extended his practicing into the night, middle of the night even. And he didn't want to let the diving team see him practicing. He didn't even want them to know, you know, so he, uh, he had to find another place. So he went down to the public gym and got a membership. And one night, he hopped the fence and snuck into the pool area, which was out back. And there was just enough moonlight, you know, to see only a few feet in front of you. Just this terrible darkness all around him. And he climbed the high dive, 30 or so feet, however high they are, and he stretched his body, his limbs, all perfect, just about ready. And he held out his arms to dive. Out like a, like a T, you know, like those divers do, you know. And just then, the moon came out, full and bright, and cast a large shadow on the wall across from the pool. And what the boy saw, well, to him, in that moment, he saw what looked like, what looked like a man, a man on a cross. And this boy, who had never been religious, well, he knelt down, and right there on that platform, he began to pray. And right then, a security guard flipped on the lights and saw the boy on the high dive, and he said, What are you doing up there? I only came here to, uh, to practice, the boy said. Well, you can't practice here, the guard said. And the guard pointed toward the pool. And the boy looked down and saw that there was no water. It had been drained the day before. You ever have that, Father? A moment where you think you see God, Father Roche? Not like that, no. Well, I have. About two hours ago. You, um, you want to tell us about it? Are you the miracle man everyone's talking about? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just here to help Father Roche for a little while. Well, they told me about you. What was that book called again? The, uh, The Eyes of God. <laughs> yeah. yeah my, my wife must have read that a hundred times. But I'll be goddamned if I ain't seen you someplace before. A picture or something. Have you seen my girl before? I, n- no. No, I, I haven't. Are you sure about that? Tell us about what you saw, Joe. Two hours ago. I don't, I can't talk about that. Why not? Because I can't. What did he... What did he do to my little girl? Who? God. What did he do? She's all fucked up. You seen her? You talked to her yet? The doctors won't let us. She's all fucked up. She talks all funny and she stares at you. Her eyes all open and expecting something from you. She looks... Jesus Christ, she looks... Dead, for God's sake. But she's not, Joe. She, she, she's very much alive. Well, she don't look it. Given the facts we know so far, we believe that this event, that your daughter being alive, I mean, well, there's, there's a chance it, it, it may be a miracle. Well, no shit. You, you, you see, Joe, F- Father Hugh and I are just, um, we're just trying to learn what we can about the situation. No, you're not. You're trying to prove it was a miracle. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're trying to keep 
all our heads straight about this so as to not cause any misunderstanding. Can you tell us about your daughter's behavior before she went missing? She, uh, she started saying these weird things. Like what? Like, the man with the water is coming. Weird shit, unnatural, I don't know. The man with the water? What, what, what man, Joe? I don't know. She just called him man. She said he was, whispered things in her ear at night, and she'd wake up screaming, running out of the house, into the woods, in the middle of the goddamn night most times. Well, what, what other things did she say? Okay, she came in one day when I was getting in after work, and she said, uh, Daddy, the man told me that God was going to throw snakes down on us from heaven. Snakes? Snakes, yeah. <laughs> and then she said that God was going to punish us before it was too late. What does that mean? Well, the fuck would I know? I don't know where she gets this shit from. Not me, probably the fucking television. Or, or a book. Mr. Sykes, you mentioned your wife read the book about me, right? Yeah. Is it possible that your daughter read it or parts of it? I don't know. Sure. Uh, okay. The book deals with my youthful obsession with God's miracles and the properties of miracle investigations, specifically mechanics of logic and reason. We discovered, or we created actually, two distinguishing categories of miracle analysis. That which is improbable and that which is impossible. I don't understand. Impossible things cannot happen, period, right? Okay. Under the laws of physics and in any field of science, something that is impossible is something that manages to ignore those laws. If it does manage to ignore them, then there must be a reason for it, and, and the scientific method is applied to challenge it. In all cases, things that seemed at first impossible quickly became improbable upon the conclusion of the investigation. Truth was key, objective truth. Wait, so you set out to deny the existence of miracles? No, no, I set out to give them credibility, which in the end became, well, impossible. Regardless, one of our hobbies was to look back at history and find strange anomalies that became touchstones of religious conviction, terrifying events, the 10 plagues, etc. One such event occurred in Memphis, Tennessee in the late 1800s. What happened? It rained snakes. What? It rained snakes. And there was this enormous social upheaval. A, a riot broke out. Men and women screaming that the end was near, that, that Satan's day had come. People flocked to church and started screaming, it's, it's a miracle, a sign from God. Meanwhile, a team of scientists soon learned that this impossible event was, in fact, improbable. There's a scientific explanation for snakes raining from the sky? Of course there is. A tornado came through that same night and uprooted several thousand snake nests all along the delta and carried them in the wind, and when the wind speed died, they just started falling. Really? The strange thing, though, on the other side of that coin, that same day, a little girl was found dead. Something had... Ripped her to pieces, arms, legs, head, and there was something carved into her parts that when put together read, the man of the water is coming. She must have gotten that from her mother's book. Do you remember when she spoke about the snakes and the man with the water? Joe. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, she woke me up the morning she... She disappeared, and she had this look in her eyes, and I said, What's the matter, honey? What's wrong? And she said, He's telling me awful things, Daddy, and I don't believe him. She kept saying that. He's telling me awful things, and I don't believe him, Daddy. I don't believe him. Did she describe the man? Well, she said he wore robes, that he was barefoot, and 
that he was always bleeding, and that he was everywhere. And he was going away because someone else was coming now. What happened to your hands, Father Hugh? I don't know. Have you ever seen my daughter before? No. But she's seen you? Probably from the book. There's pictures of me. Recently, I mean. Mr. Sykes flips through a stack of drawings and finds one of an older man, a priest, with graying hair. His hands are bandaged and covered in blood. He's crying. And he's carrying someone in his arms, a a lifeless form in robes, barefoot and bleeding. She was expecting you, Father Hugh. She wrote something on the back for you to read. He will carry the fall of the old and the rise of the new. Joe, do you know who who Father Hugh is supposed to be carrying in this picture? Looks an awful lot like your savior, doesn't it? When did she draw these? Last week sometime. That's all she used to do was draw and sing her songs. What kind of songs? I don't know. Nursery rhymes, mostly. She used to sing this one about river. A timid pilgrim am I, that Christ himself be nigh. But the river's part be the river's power, and such be a Christian's fallen hour. So peaceful will Christ sink to his rest, and the rocks will bury our Savior's breast. The waterman will drown us all with his pictures and the little buckets, girl in Memphis, and she, we too shall she, fall. She was known to have sung the same fish song. Below same exact beneath song? the sea, well, yes, and when the waterman finds but, you... But what? He's the last man you'll see. But, but, but those lyrics were never mentioned in the book. My daughter died in the Resgonas River four days ago. That girl is not my daughter. That girl, well, that girl is the devil on earth, Father Roche. This doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? And though the river shall not overflow you, they shall overflow you. They shall. Mr. Sykes. Why couldn't you have taken me? Mr. Sykes. You took my wife. You took my daughter. Please. And I am so brokenhearted over the loss of my wife. Over the loss of my little girl. Who is still alive, Joe. Do do you believe in the devil, Father Hugh? Do you believe if you do something horrible, something awful, you, you go to hell? If you don't repent, yes. Does it help if a man who's closer to God prays for you? I, I, I don't know. Oh, Mr. Sykes, what are you, what are you Joe, doing? Joe, why do you have a gun? I came what? here, Father Roche, to kill her. To kill whatever came out of that river. She's your daughter, Joe. I don't deserve hell, but I'm going there. We all are. No, Joe. No, no, not if we repent. Will you pray for me, Father Roche? Of course I will, Joe. And will you pray for Father Hugh? Because he's going to need your prayers more than me. Joe, will you pray for myself and Father Hugh? Uh, of course. Thank you. No, 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 no Michelle. No, no. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, God. Oh, oh. My ears ring with metallic hum, and everything is dreamlike again. Men burst into the room. Nurses, doctors, people with carts and equipment, and they fall to their knees around Mr. Sykes. The inside of his head streaks across the floor like red crayon, grainy and messy. I stumble over my chair, and I I fall to the floor. Adrian Krauss saunters in, a, a shark eyeing its prey. Her eyes move like cameras snapping mental photographs. Click the sound of a shutter. Click the sound of a typewriter. Click, click, click the sound of her story writing itself. 
My eyes, they grow heavy and unfocused. They finally close and, and. Su amigo está con Dios ahora. Bobby. El siguiente. El siguiente. Cállate. Muchacho. Pequeño muchacho. El siguiente. Por favor. No más. No más. Why? Why are you doing this? Because, Padre, the boy is future, yes? He chooses who lives or dies, eh? Muchacho! Muchacho! Do you speak English? Yes. Uh, who did you speak English? Padre. Padre? Is he a good teacher? Good. Let me see how good he teaches you. Leave him alone. Cállate, cerdo! This boy. I want you to choose who you want to die. You're a monster. Really, monster, American? He's totally not your business. Boy, do you understand what I want you to do? Habla inglés, muchacho. Muéstrame lo que este hombre te ha enseñado. I don't know. You must choose which one you want to die. ¿Entiendes? Debes elegir a quién muere. Choose. Yes, choose. La muerte. Sí, good boy. Very good boy. La muerte. No. Don't be crying, baby. Be a man. Did you hear that? He doesn't want to be a man. I hope this padre taught you well, boy, because your mother's life is in your hands. Yes. Por favor, no. English, please. Yes, yes, yes. Choose which one you want to die, or I'll kill three of you. Time is up. Kill them all. Wait, wait. I'll choose for him. Okay. Okay. Show the boy how to be a man, Padre. Padre, I'm sorry. I choose her. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Please, please forgive me. I'm sorry. I can see my eyes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, oh God. Father Hugh, you're awake. Are you? Are you all right? Where am I? Your room at St. Stephen's. What happened? What happened? Mr. Sykes killed himself. He shot himself. Yes. Dr. Marigold said it was shock. He said for me to watch over you till you woke. Where's Father Roche? He's waiting to meet with Dr. Marigold. What time is it? Um, it's after five o'clock. You were screaming. What? You were screaming in your sleep. It frightened I'm me. I'm sorry. I'm so, I, I, have, I have nightmares sometimes. Oh. Will you tell me about them? What? Your nightmares. Why? I want to know what's in your head. What's in my head? I want to know if you believe in God. I, Mary, are you, are you feeling all right? Oh, yes. Would you like some water? No. Did, did, did Roche say where he... He, he said for you to wait here for him. 
Water helps ease the mind, you know. It's the base of all things, water. Without it, well, we just dry up, you know. After a spell like that, Father Hugh, a big glass of water might refresh you. Uh, no, Mary, thanks. I I'm fine, really. I, I just need to Liquor, find my... Liquor, Father Hugh? Why do you have my bourbon, Mary? Because I've been sitting here watching you sleep, thinking about the little Sykes girl and her resurrection. I mean, that is what it is, isn't it? A full-on resurrection of a human body and soul, right? Look, look Mary, And I, I, I've been thinking about your little book here that everyone in town is now starting to read. And it has all this evidence about this miracle you encountered with that little blind boy. Even through all your logic and reasoning, Father Hugh Brooks, you sure are a lucky son of a bitch. Excuse me? You've witnessed miracles, Father Hugh. You've seen the... The touch of God, his fingerprints at the crime scene. You've seen his work. How much have you had to drink, Mary? Your faith, Father Hugh, should be solid. You've seen it with your own eyes. Mary, in, I... In this book of yours, Mr. Hugh, Father, <laughs> Father Hugh, in this book, your friend, your co-author, what's his name? Conrad Havilland. Yes, yes, him. He says something about about the zodiac that the gods are really just just impressions of the age. Conrad Havilland was a very controversial yeah, but figure. What he... if he's right? What if there isn't just one god? Mary Conrad Havilland was also on a lot of narcotics when he and I collaborated. Why on did the... you call it the Eyes of God? What the book? Your book? Who picked the title? I did. Why? Why that title? Uh, our, our investigations were, were in the name of, of, of purity. It wasn't for show or sport. It, it wasn't to make money. It, it mattered. The pure in God's eyes were truly his children. And oh, for who hath despised the day of small things? Those will be the eyes of the Lord, and they will run to and fro through the whole earth. Zechariah 4.10. Yes, yes, yes. In the eyes of God, purity is his sight, not the object's reflection. Are you a pure man, Father Hugh? Uh, I, I don't know. You want a drink? Uh, yeah. Alcohol is a kind of faith. Do you agree? Or is it that faith is a kind of alcohol? All I know is they're both Poisonous. And yet, here we sit, intoxicated. Yeah, the whole goddamn world is intoxicated. Do you believe there really is a God? I don't know. No. It feels clean to say that you do, but it, it feels right somehow to say that you don't. Thank you for being honest, Father Hugh. And if there is a God... May he have mercy on our souls. Cheers, Father Hugh, to our souls. Annabelle's drawings keep flashing like a flip book in my mind. I even hear the zip of the pages. Logic and reason. Apply these two concepts to the events over the last two days, and I'm sure to find peace. The impossible is not happening. It cannot be. But but what in God's name is going on in this place? 
I need to get to the bar. Hello, you Brooks. What, what, do you live out here or something? <laughs> What's the matter, you Brooks? Having nightmares. How, how do you know about that? <laughs> wait, wait, the, the other day, you said something about how things were going to change in the morning. How do you know that? You are a dreamer, yes? You, do you really see things that are going to happen? <laughs> What do you know about Annabelle Sykes? Oh, she is a dreamer, too. Both of you are dreamers. What do you mean? A dreamer is one who can only find their way by moonlight. And their punishment is that they see the dawn before the rest of the world. What are you saying? <laughs> You're next. <laughs> but when the question comes, what will your answer be? Father Hugh Brooks. What do you mean, next? What question? Ellie, hello. Father Hugh Brooks. Ellie, hello. Which one will you choose to die? How did. How did. Leave me alone. Just leave me alone. What happened to your hands, Father Hugh Brooks? It's none of your business. Going to the bar? Coward? American pig, going to fill up the hole you're digging inside yourself. Well, bottoms up, coward. Bottoms up. I hope you burn in hell, bitch. <laughs> I hope you burn in hell. Looks as if we all will, Father you Brooks. <laughs> reason Jesus Christ I need a drink I need a drink hey, I need welcome a drink. back father Hugh oh. hey uh, Brantley hey whiskey a lot of it yes okay how about we start with a double no difference just keep them coming all right and, uh, here you go where is everyone uh, they're probably at the hospital I'm sure they're all waiting to see if they can catch a glimpse of her you hear about what happened Are you kidding it's all over town I mean to her father yeah yeah I heard and uh, I heard you were in the room when it happened too yes I was I'd like another, please. All right, sure. And here you go. I'd like another, please. <laughs> Father, Just you... Give me another fucking double, Bradley, please. Okay. Here. Uh, another one. Look, Father Hugh, I'm not going to carry you I'm not home, asking man. you to. Just make me my fucking drink. All right, that's enough, shit, okay? Shit. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's been... <laughs> it's, it's been a bad day, you know? Yeah, just watch it, okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, God, you, you got a cigarette? Yeah, sure. Here. Oh, thanks. You know, one of the fellows was in here earlier saying something about a book that was written about you. About the uh, some work you did in South America or something. Yeah, uh, Guatemala. Well, yeah, they said you uh, cured a blind kid, is that right? Yeah. You cured him? Yeah. No, I didn't cure him from blindness. I caused it. What? I, I don't understand. Look, I, I mean, I'm confessing something to you here, Bradley. I, the, the boy's sight failed temporarily from shock. Oh, so, okay, wait, so he was, he was never really blind to begin with? Logic and reason, Bradley. Yeah, but the, 
the book, they, they were saying that the, the, the book, the kid, what, the, the interviews with the village, the, the kid, with you. He faked it. Can I have another one, please? He faked it? Yes, Bradley. Did you know that he was faking? Did you, did you know? No. Yes. You and that boy, you both just lied? Yes. Why? Evolution, Bradley. We, human beings, I mean, as a species, have evolved. We've developed both logic and reasoning. People don't need faith in the face of such things. The boy and I, we had a quiet need for faith, I suppose, and so we lied. Another. Logic and reason. Okay, well, what's the logic behind Annabelle's death, huh? She was never dead to begin with. Are you saying that she faked it? Possible. <laughs> but that means that, that everyone would have to be in on it. The whole, the whole town, practically. I mean, that's pretty shitty reasoning, Tell Father me, Hugh. Why is it that miracles always seem to be born out of extreme need, Bradley, huh? Do you know the answer to that question? Uh, maybe... Maybe that's it. Maybe after Katrina, after after all the shit that went down in New Orleans and in, in, in Mississippi, you know, maybe maybe God was, I don't know, uh, maybe he was sending us a message or something. I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ, Bradley, when are you going to get it? There is no fucking God. Jesus. Oh, spooky. Now, tell me, Bradley, was it coincidence that that clap of thunder came right after I said there was no God? Don't say things like that, okay, Father Hugh, please. Okay, okay, fine. Well, how about logic, huh? Okay, let, let's say it really happened. Let's say Annabelle Sykes did not fake her death and resurrection, but, but that she really did drown in a river for, for two or three days and then came back to life. There still must exist a scientific explanation. Okay, such as? A number of things. Hypothermia, for one. <laughs> but that can't explain the three days of no heartbeat, no okay. pulse, no, no life. Okay, look, look, how do you know her heart wasn't beating? Were you there? No. All right, then. And whose word do we have to go on, huh? Dr. Marigold? You told me yourself he's a regular in this bar. Maybe, maybe he was drinking when she was pulled from the river and, and her vitals were calibrated incorrectly. Oh, Dr. Marigold tried to give her mouth-to-mouth. -mouth, right? He felt her pulse while he was there, and there was nothing. Oh, don't be such a simp, Bradley. There is such a thing as scientific phenomena, and logic and reason always find an explanation. Always they bridge the gap between the explained and the unexplained. What if they can't? They must. What if they can't? You're a bartender. What do you know? You're a priest. I shouldn't even be having this. This argument with you. Is it hailing? Do you hear that? Look, here, I'll pour my own. Maybe the drunker I get, the more sense I'll make. Check. It is. It's hailing. Jesus Christ, it's getting pretty ugly. Look, let me ask you something, Bradley. Okay. Well, first, let me tell you what I've learned since I became a priest. People are fucking stupid, okay? You wanna know why? Because, Bradley, people have an easier time believing the impossible than they do the improbable. I mean, when, when something impossible happens, they don't need proof. Shit, they don't want proof. They'd, they'd rather skip the whole scientific method and jump straight to the conclusion because it gives them a sense of hope. That there's something more meaningful than, than all of this. That something will come along and bust up the order and structure of simple fucking mathematics, of physics, of astronomy, of biology. But, when something improbable happens, oh boy. All right, what's your question, Father My Hugh? My question? Well, Bradley, Bradley, the bartender, my question to you is, whatever happened to fucking proof? What the 
the hell is going on out there? Oh my god. It's raining snakes, isn't it? You have been listening to episode two of Chatterbox Audio Theater's production of The Dead Girl, featuring Tony Isbell as Father Hugh, Greg Bowler as Father Roche, Jamie Galliotta as Adrienne Krauss, Greg Crossness as Joe Sykes, Lori Cook McIntosh as Mary, Kim Justice as the fortune teller, Kyle Hatley as Bradley, Robert Arnold as Father Bobby, John Fulgen as Ramon, Lucy Mason as the mother, and Bobby Harden as the boy. Music performed by Robert Arnold. Sound effects by Karen Strong and Amy Noel Haygood. Produced by Andrew Sullivan and Eric Sefton. Written and directed by Kyle Hatley. This is your announcer, Tom Badgett. Chatterbox Audio Theater is a nonprofit web-based community theater that advances the exchange of ideas by channeling creativity and artistic collaboration into recorded audio works that enlighten, entertain, and inspire. Download all of our shows free at www.chatterboxtheater.org. And that was episode two of The Dead Girl, and it gets better yet. I can't wait to share the uh, final conclusion, riveting ending of this uh, great southern uh, supernatural thriller by Chatterbox Audio Theater, chatterboxtheater.org. Um, E-R, like good Americans, <laughs> they've got um, Chatterbox E-R, um, chatterboxtheater.org. Um, plenty more stories there, as well as, of course, the whole um, thing of the dead girl. Um, they've got a mailing list, um, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, definitely worth checking out um, Chatterbox's website. Um, we will also be talking to them at the end of the month, actually, on Thanksgiving uh, for a Thanksgiving episode. It actually will be on the podcast the day after Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're going to go out in the early part of the morning and go buy yourself a brand new um, iPod, what better to put on it than um, some Radio Drama Revival go, um, you know, synced up with the iTunes store, Radio Drama Revival, of course, at RadioDramaRevival.com. Um, you'll see all the episodes as well as more um, off the off the path um, things in addition to the show reviews by Chris Duker part of the Malleus series as well as I've got a couple things I've been getting some interesting things in the mail um, as well as stumbling across some interesting web links so I've been uh, putting those up there as I see them um, still got dozens of awesome uh, people I need to talk about and, and share about that will um, still be appearing there so um, check out RadioDrumRevival.com if you've got anything that you think would be interesting that you want to put on RadioDrumRevival.com believe me I am Really open to content. It may take me a little bit to get up there, but I will definitely um, give you give you some press. Um, just email Fred at RadioDramaRival.com, and of course, happy to take any other um, suggestions. You know, if some people have told me um, some links in the podcast and iTunes don't seem to work, and you know, issues like that, happy to field those as well. Uh, Fred at RadioDramaRival.com, and I think that is going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, Till next time, uh, keep your mind and your ears open. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and have a great week. <laughs>